How was everyone's Valentine's Day? <laughs> just just lovely. Do you see Beautiful. Thank you. So these are the infamous Bowie movies. And I last week. I arranged them myself. Beautiful. Thank you. So I, I was rather proud of this. And I and I also created a, a big thing for my BFF. The other half of my brain is some people on the Facebook lives have seen her with me at Anbelly's. And I made her some and she was like, those are for me? And I was like, of course, they're your family time. And she said, oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, she's the other half of my brain. Sometimes I can function without her, but then I have to text her and go, hey, brain. Because <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> it's like, the other day, we actually were having a good brain day because we were able to make our brain sink so we could actually think. And you became one, one so- whole brain. We became one whole brain. Yes, it happens quite a lot because like, we really needed it the other day because we were having time. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we can put our brains together for this episode. Oh, you know, we normally do put our brains together. I so, think so tonight. Mm. Oh, tea. So tonight. We're going to talk about a prettiest star. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> I'm so clever. Okay, we're going to start now. The sky, it's dark. And the wind is blowing. Come inside. Sit down with a cup of tea while we tell you a little story. A story that lies beyond the oblong box. With your hosts, Levi Leland and Virginia Poe. This is our um, an ultimate episode for this year for the Love of Song, our February special edition. I think this is going to become a theme every February for as long as we do this show. <laughs> and there's plenty to talk about for the Love of Song. Um, of course, tonight's subject matter is going to be one Miss Miss Mary Star. Yes. And Mary Marie? I think it's Mary. I read no. it both. I, I read it both in some places. Yes, I think so. She I've been confused about that. Went by a pseudonym, Mary. That was her. Well, Mary Star was really Mary. Pseudonym. Yeah. 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 So Devereaux. Marie Devereaux. Yeah, I think that was yeah. her real her, name, I want to say. Or she used a that's her, for her uncle. Her uncle. Her mother's This guy uncle. comes into play later. Yes. The uncle. <laughs> the uncle. Um, 
but we'll just for the sake of keeping it uh you know easy mary star um she was a fair-skinned long blonde-haired woman uh whom poe first met in baltimore Mm -hmm. 34 while he was living with his aunt maria clem and virginia poe yes his cousin she lived on Exeter Street. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were fairly close to one another. The Poe mm-hmm. family living on Amity Street. Well, the Clem and Poe family living on <laughs> Amity Street. Um, and, of course, Poe and, and Mary Starr were quite smitten with each other. Um, mm-hmm. And Virginia, young Virginia used to, from what I've read, deliver the letters. Yes. Quite a sweet little <laughs> gesture, I think, on, on her part. She must have been so excited to do that for Eddie, you know? Yeah. Um, that little task. Uh, but there was a, there was, they were said to, you know, have gotten together very mm-hmm. often they would meet and they would, you know, walk and talk and 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 flirt and mingle. And uh, Mary was a talented singer, mm-hmm. player, piano player, yeah. Um, and so there's a song that she often played and sung mm-hmm. that Poe just adored. This was Poe's mm-hmm. favorite song. Yes, and that song was called "Come Rest in This Bosom." So it's very sweet. It's a very sweet uh, song. The message is very, mm-hmm. very Poe. Yes. Like that's kind of what he liked from a woman, that that nurturing, that comforting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, that song was written by a woman, Thomas Moore, yes. who was an Irish lyricist, poet, writer, um, he was quite close with Lord Byron. Um, he was married to a constant Irish actress, and he was Catholic. Um, scandalous. Yeah, so scandalous. <laughs> Incredibly scandalous. Um, it was still scandalous to have that kind of a marriage, even not even not even 35 years ago. Um, still. Um, but uh, that song started off as one of his poems. I did read somewhere who had written the musical melody of it, and I can't find those notes now, so please forgive me. Um, I guess it'll have to be something that I put up later because, you know, I forget to write things. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so... He, he's also really known, a, a lot of people may not know that it's him, but the song um, Last Rose of Summer, that is also Thomas Moore. He wrote those, he wrote that poem as well, those lyrics. Um, so he was born in 1779. He died a couple years after the in 1852 in Ireland. Um, but uh, yeah, our version uh, that we have on the show as our as our theme song, opening and closing, 
Um, that's actually a recording, a really rare recording from like 82 or 83. And it's by this really obscure fan from the UK. They're called the Ninth Heaven. Um, apparently, I tried to find out more information about it. Um, I couldn't really find much about it other than the fact that it was recorded sometime between 82 and 83. Um, it was said to be a B-side on a um, on a single, which would have been on a vinyl at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Some of our um, younger listeners might not have known what that meant. Right, <laughs> the right. The B-side, and including the B-side, me, but yes. I do know. <laughs> I was quite aware, but yeah. At but least vinyls it are kind of coming back. track. Yeah. At least it wasn't on an A track. Yeah, right. Um, Because my family had an A track player in my mother's station wagon until um, 1988. Um, Yeah. So, um, but the single that it was on was called Midnight Flight, but there's no, um, there's apparently there's no uh, existing copies left of, of the single itself. So just a recording that I found. So, yeah. It's so interesting and it, it, it's so obscure, but it's such a great. Oh, I know. This it's perfect. rendition of that yeah. classic, you know, 18th, 19th century song. You know, it's just yeah. like, so, so interesting. Like over, like over 100 years later. Right. Boom. Yeah, it was so modernized strange. version of it. It's strange. It's very and I've heard I've heard piano versions of it without yeah. without the words being sung to it. Um, and I think one of the recordings I found was um, I'm gonna say it was from like the 40s or something like that. But it was I I'm gonna have to see if I can find that. I can post that so people can hear like the different versions of it. I still have I still have yet to find versions, and maybe I'm just I do not have. I am so bad at googling things. I don't have the Google too. Like the force is not strong with this one when it comes to Google. I'm just going to put it out there so everyone knows. <laughs> it's not my strong too. That's all right. Um, but I still haven't been able to find. I've been searching for a copy with the with the uh, singing with the with the lyrics to it. Can't I can't seem to find one. So I, I guess. Know. Yeah, that's a great. It's so interesting that we have, um, like Poe's favorite song. You know, we have an account of a song that he liked. Um, and there's awesome. one little anecdote that that goes. Um, apparently, Poe walked in on her singing to a couple other gentlemen that song. Oh yeah, a little gathering at the house in the parlor. Quite upset about this. He was he was quite <laughs> jealous. He liked that she was singing yeah. it for some other gentlemen, and, and this kind of upset yes. him a little bit. Um, yeah, and. Of course, in many of Poe's romantic pursuits, um, the family of the woman <laughs> did like him. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. 
don't know why, but nobody really seemed to like Poe. It just all the accounts we have of him, you know, speak of him as a as a gentleman, as a very handsome, well versed, well spoken, polite <laughs> gentleman. I feel like people like the Devereaux family very much like Myra's family because he was because it, it's not so much stigmas now, but then to be an orphan, to not have real money, like that was that was just like, oh no, you're not gonna have poverty. Oh, heavens no. No, you must have like it's a big a status yes. kind of thing. Oh, very much so. Um, and because he, you know, yes, his parents were actors, but at that time, they weren't quite looked on, you know, with reverence. They were. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. Right. So, of course, like, people, you know, and I, I mean, it does kind of still happen now with certain things. Um, which didn't because um, there's a lot of cat hair flying around. I have Elliot on my lap again. <clears throat> and he's been very, um, very affectionate. Very affectionate. <laughs> no, he, he is being good now. Yeah. It's not, it's not all juicing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I feel like, especially with Deborah's happening, um, they just seemed a little. A little, a little well to do. You know, <laughs> <pretty>. Yes, <laughs> I was trying to make that gesture. And I was like, Anyone listening to this on, um, like, on Spotify or something? They're going to be yeah. like, I'm, I'm in, there's I'm quiet pause. Like, it's because I was, no I was, I was making a hoity squeaky face. Yeah, you know where I, where I was lifting my head just a little higher, so it goes <laughs> a little higher in the air. You know that 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 facial expression. So yes. Um, but I, I feel like that's why a lot of, because, you know, a lot of the, the more uh, well-off families, the more, you know, affluential families definitely seem to have a problem with Paul. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was an orphan and his parents were actors and, you know, right. so it wasn't. While he might have been incredibly intelligent and it may have liked his writing or found him to be a gentleman, his background was not desirable was, was, yeah. for, their, for their children. Right, right. He wasn't right. a practical, a pra- no. practical husband of practical no. tutor. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, apparently the the scrutiny of her family eventually turned her away. Mm-hmm. And so she had denied one of his love letters at, at one point. Virginia went to yes. deliver a letter and she denied it. She mm-hmm. it. So when Virginia returned with the letter, mm-hmm. this, of course, upset Poe. And course. so he had published, I think it was like a six or eight line poem in the paper shortly after this to Mary. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a great. It wasn't great. It was No, it was very bad. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was and everyone kind of knew who it was about. Anytime you get angry at someone that you really, really love or care for, 
Don't ever. Yeah, try not to do any. Don't don't do anything rash. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say something you're going to regret. Right. And because that's what happens. You learn these things the hard way. Hard way. Um. And so now this family off. Quite badly. Quite badly. Especially that <laughs> uncle we had mentioned. Now the uncle owns some kind of merchant shop in town. Or James. James Devereaux? John Devereaux. She, yeah. It was James. Yeah. I don't James. have it in my notes, but I, yeah, I think it was James. It's James. Um, and so now he started slandering Poe mm-hmm. around town, and he had a lot yes. of savory things to say about Poe. And now this. Upset Poe even more. This pushed him even further. Further. Um, And so the story goes, Poe had bought a cowhide whip Mm -hmm. (laughs) and went into the uncle's shop and lashed him with it multiple times before running out. Oh, gosh. Um, This was so tumultuous as... As was many of Poe's like yeah. romantic encounters, and I feel like it always mm-hmm. has to be some kind of outside factor, mm-hmm. whether it be a relative or a, you know a, a somebody, a friend. Somebody always had to kind of you know spit in the soup that was Poe's romance with these <sighs> women. Um, yeah, and so, but there's somewhat of a happy ending to this. Few years later, not a few, but quite a quite a few years later, around 1842, they mm-hmm. met again in Philadelphia. They had crossed paths. Now she was married. Sure. Um, and they were able to kind of rekindle at least the friendship. The friendship. Yeah. Um, and kind of be on a good good platonic mm-hmm. terms, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she were- and her husband even went to. Um, to the Bronx. Yeah. yeah. To their cottage in, yeah, the Bronx. At yeah. that time, Fordham. Um, mm-hmm. They visited, Fordham, yeah. her and her husband visited, um, visited Pose, yeah, in, in mm-hmm. 1846 and then again in 1847. 1847 for, yeah. They helped her with the funeral. Yeah, they paid yeah. for Virginia's funeral costs. And the day before yeah. Virginia died, um, while Mary was visiting, um, Virginia placed Mary's hand in Poe's, mm-hmm. and she she told her, just "Be a friend to Eddie. Look after Eddie. Um, you've always been such a good friend to him. You know, mm-hmm. look after him." And she was just trying to make sure that Poe was going to be taken care of after her her death, which was the next day. It's Dang, yeah. poignant. Um, quite, quite, yeah. sad, quite tragic, and so Mary did. Um, Mary did look after Poe. Uh, in fact, you know, yeah, as you said, they had, had covered some of the funeral expenses for Virginia, and then mm-hmm. uh, Mary had sat with Poe through the whole mm-hmm. service. Uh, yep, for Virginia. Yep, she stayed with him. So this, and that, and and then of course Poe is dead. Two years later, and we don't really have much about the two of them after after that. No. Um, but this this was another another romance in Poe's life, undoubtedly. I mean, there was 
said they were even said to to possibly be engaged at one point like there was proposals of marriage and talk of marriage between the two in those earlier years mm-hmm. you know Baltimore when they were first courting mm-hmm. um but again just the disapproval of her family and just all those outside factors kind of mostly her uncle right <laughs> um you know that that never came to be but she was she was a a love of Poe for a brief time but a friend to Poe for a longer time and a friend mm-hmm. to Virginia Poe. And so mm-hmm. she's certainly worth noting and certainly oh, worth absolutely. remembering, you know, she's, she's one for the books. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, the, one of the things that always made me go, you know, is the fact that they did, they went and visited, they, you know, even when she was so sick, you know, and then, and then afterwards helping Eddie came from a funeral. It was, I just thought that was one of the most beautiful gestures. And I sometimes think that the love of your friends is just as equally rich as, you know, the love of, you know, your partner or the love of your animal. You know, it's it's just a different kind, but it just, I don't know. I just, I'm always amazed by, you know, how. In some ways, I, I think to myself, I'm like, would they ever become friends again? <laughs> because it was just, that it was, was just so, insane. so bad. It was there's so bad. Many, there's so many instances uh, in post. So many layers. Yeah, <laughs> so many layers of that <laughs> story. And it just makes uh, you reflect on Poe's biography overall. And, and as you were talking about the, the value of, of his friendships, so many stories where, you know, the charity of his friends um, really pulled him through some really difficult times. So, you know, when we do look back on the loves of Poe and mm-hmm. the people in Poe's life, some of those friendships were the most valuable over anything else. Anything else, yeah. Um, and anyone yep. else, you know. True. Um, yeah, just that was intense. Mary Star. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> yeah, we from the bottom of my heart. We owe you one. Wherever you are. Yeah. Yep. Angel. Truly. True angel. Oh well. I think that's pretty much it for tonight, I think. Yeah. As I far as yeah. Fair, concise, concise episode, you know. Uh um, yeah. We Good covered time. a we covered a great great character this episode, and I'm excited for the next one. Yeah, and this was our like, I mean, as we are recording, this is actually February 13th. This is Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought it was a good choice for our Valentine's episode because that's. Can you imagine? Mary would have sent him a little Valentine for sure. Yeah, we talked about those last <laughs> year. That would have been yeah. Mm, that would have been that would have been the person that would have been. Yeah. Yikes! Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all. Ladies, gentlemen, our fellow listeners, all the ones, all the listeners. Um. You can find us on Facebook. My brain just went blank as to what I was going to say. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, our Patreon. 
uh, YouTube if you would like to see our shiny happy faces. Uh, let's see. And this this shiny little happy face who is very sleepy boy. Say hi, Andrea. Say hi. He's guest appearance by Elliot. He's been asleep in my lap this whole time. Uh, don't forget that we will be at the Telltale Festival, Steampunk Festival in Hunt Valley, Maryland at, not at, on, first and second. It's been a very long day, folks. Uh, we are going to be doing a recording there on Saturday, 4.30, I believe is our time slot, 4.30 to 5.30. Uh, and then we have some special stuff coming up in March. Uh, yeah. So stay tuned. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We have, we have, yeah. <laughs> we definitely have some of that happening. Um, and then, oh, yes. And our Patreon. Uh, if you like what we do, please think about supporting us. Um, Yes. So we have links for that on Instagram, on Facebook, and yeah, so I think that's... Anywhere, everywhere. Yeah, anywhere, you everywhere. find one, you get go to the next. Yeah, it's a There's no way. shortage of links and, and <laughs> no. pages for people to explore, so... <laughs> exactly. We make it very easy, people. Come on. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, on that note, I think we should probably say goodnight... All right. And thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you. We'll see you all next week. Bye. You've been listening to Beyond the Oblong Box with your hosts, Levi Leland and Virginia Poe. Produced by EGL Brothers Limited with production assistance from Peter D. Come rest in this bosom, arranged and performed by the Ninth Heaven. You can find us online on Facebook at BTOB Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Beyond the Oblong Box. And you can also reach us by email at BTOB1847 at gmail.com. Please support our podcast by visiting us on our YouTube channel or any of your preferred podcast platforms.